to me that became like a key important ingredient for a magician especially because we have magicians tables that we go through you know and that's something that um when you're studying the magicians tables you see the correspondences every sphere everything that we work with every planet has a correspondence and all of those have sense i am an empowerment coach i am here to empower you to create the life that you want to live to your intuition, to quit your slave job, to be brave enough to figure out how to serve your sacred purpose. Welcome back to Silver Lake Priestess. Today on the show, I'm going to be interviewing one of my magical sisters. So this interview is from the collection, Who Are the Magi? And I'm going to be interviewing Andrea from Of Alchemy. She is an alchemist. She creates her own magical tools, and it is also her business. So she creates magical tools for the rest of us to use in our practice. For those of you who have taken Priestess of Pentacles, that is the online course that I have created to help you set up the foundation for your spiritual business. The ritual kit that you receive has been created for you by Andrea. We're going to hear a bit about her story, how she found magic, and then we're going to hear about her business and some of her products that she makes. So with that, I will take you over to our interview. Welcome. Here we are at the Silver Lake Priestess podcast. I'm Jamie Black, and I'm here today with Andrea from Of Alchemy. Andrea is one of my magical sisters We met taking some magical classes from Naha, who was just recently on the show um, a few years ago now. And so she has an incredible company called Of Alchemy, where she makes magical supplies for real magicians. And so we are going to ask her um, questions about her products and her company, but I'm also going to ask her about her personal journey into finding magic and and, and all of that. So welcome. We're, we're smoking, we're smoking the, each other out here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. With, um, yeah. I'll let you, what are you, what are we burning? So we're burning the medieval dragon's blood. Okay. Um, this is, it is very different than what is in most spiritual shops. It is one that I actually use to make inks and oils with. Um, I actually have the oil here. Which, oh, the dragon's blood oil. Yeah. Awesome. That's actually your oil. It is my oil, yes. <laughs> I have tons of her products. Um, <coughs> which we were talking about how it smells completely different than what we usually burn today. The one that's burned today is more aromatic, and this one is more medicinal. I don't know if you're smelling that, because no. we had a big nugget on there, so it's yeah. like we're really smoked out. Right. But it's good. We're good and protected. Yeah, yeah. yeah. we totally are. Yeah. Powerful dragon magic right now. Yeah. Um, it's a lot more camphorous, though, I would say, than what, what we get from the trees that are from Peru and China. This one comes from the island called Socrata, which comes off of, it's like off the coast of Oman. So it's, and it comes from the actual dragon's blood tree. 
the tree is actually a dragon tree. So, you know, I, I don't think I've ever smelled this before. So most of, well, all of what I'm used to smelling and probably everyone else who's listening to this, it's not actual dragon's blood. No, it's um, multiple sources. So there's multiple trees that they pull to get what we usually use today. Um, this one is D. cinnabari. There's a D. dracania, which is one of the sources that usually comes out of China. And the other one, it's, it's off the tip of my tongue right now, but it comes from Peru. All three are medicinal, but the initial one that the alchemists used back in the day, the one that the grimoires that we're using for reference right now in the magical texts are all referencing this one. As far as like inks and oils, what we would be using to make magical inks and oils and all of that, mm -hmm. they're referencing the actual medieval dragon's blood, the De Cinnabari. Um, and so oftentimes when people are using the ones that they're getting, like the golden seal dragon's blood, which is a beautiful scented aromatic incense, um, when they're using that to make an oil or an ink, they're not successful. And um, no matter what the ingredients are, and I know because I've tried mm. for months. <laughs> and then uh, through some research, I found the medieval and it was, it made a world of difference in making um, inks and oils. It, it does separate as far as like this coloration will um, separate as far as when you're making an oil, mm -hmm. the redness will go down, but all you do is shake it. But with the other oil or the other incense types, it literally will not get this bright red. It will become like a pale pink. Hmm. It's very, it's a very different um, viscosity as far as how the level of redness comes out of the incense. And also the medicinal properties are different as far as each tree that are used. And the one that comes oh, out of China, they kind of, they kind of mix it to get different red colors out of it. And then the one that comes out of Peru, I know that they, I don't know all of the medicinal properties, but I do know that it has been used for skin conditions. I don't know what for though. Mm. I, I'm kind of more of like a traditionalist, so I lean towards the medieval one. Mm -hmm. I use the others for um, my incense blends, though, because I do like the way they smell. Mm. That's so interesting. Yeah. Obviously, this has been like years of study and years of practice for you to have this information, probably half of what you're saying. Some of our listeners are like, what? And then the other people who totally know are just like, yes. And that's the way that it is with your products, too. It's like magical practitioners, when they find your stuff and they, they recognize what it is that you're working with and what's in there, they're like, oh, whoa, we need these. This is not just like buying a candle over at the local spiritual shop that's all pretty and all of that. Like there's actually elements inside of what it is that you create that we can use for our magical practice. So let's take you all the way back to the beginning when, um, when you knew that magic was to be part of your life. So how did it start for you? So it's, um, it's interesting. So I've, I think about that question a lot because I get asked that a lot, right? Mm -hmm. And I've, I've been thinking about that, I think, more recently because I had to get real down to it. Like, when did it really start happening? You know, because... So the studies happened at one time, but like, when did it really happen for me, right? Um, so that I started thinking about how far back does that really occur? And um, 
It actually, I remembered, you know, talking to my mother, and this is before I was born. Um, my mother had a story that she told us, all three of us children that she had. And she has two, um, she has my sisters that are twins and myself. And she had a party um, where a psychic actually came into her party and talked to her. And she was like, she didn't know this woman. She just came in and she's like, I want to give you a reading. She's like, I want to give readings to people here. I'm not going to charge you. I just want to come and give you a reading. And my mom's like, whatever. My mom was not very, um, I wouldn't say she was very magical, but she liked going to magical shops. Mm. She had a thing for it. Mm. You know, she was very like, she was into going to, she would take us to this place called Penny Lane. It was kind of like hippie slash magical things happening there, mm. but not, you know, she was never really practicing or anything like that. Um, and she would always, she loved going to like boho gypsy type places. So she was cool with it. She's what like, sure. your mom? My mom is a Capricorn. Okay. Yeah. Interesting, right? Mm -hmm. And so um, this lady tells her a story about all of us, you know, and basically tells her what three children she'll have. And this is very interesting to me, you know, because she tells her she's going to have three daughters and she tells her specifically about each one of us, like a story of each of us. And so I think to me that kind of gives a little bit of an inkling that there is some magic there already. Mm -hmm. um, after that, I would say that the most um, magical things in my life were growing up in my family, which is seemed to have been attracted to my family. Like at the age of eight, my sister's best friend was a witch. And I remember having conversations with her about her crystals. And there was a crystal that she had given my sister that I was obsessed with. And I wasn't um, a rock collector or anything like that, but this one crystal I love. And that crystal actually, it was funny, it broke in half and my sister, my sister knew that I was obsessed with this crystal. She gave it to my sister. My sister saw it broken half and gave me that half. Mm -hmm. And that crystal followed me from my journey of moving. I moved from Illinois to Texas to California. And that half came with me. Like, that's one of the things, you know, when you move, you lose a lot of things. Mm -hmm. That's one of the things that didn't get lost in the journey. And I think um, when it really started to resonate with me was just over time, feelings that you get. Like, you know, when you have more knowing than you should you know, like when you have the ability to connect things or you have been places before and there would be times in my life where I would actually have met people and had full days and sometimes weeks of experiences um, that felt like what I thought was deja vu, but then there were moments that actually had happened and they were to a T of how, like I literally knew when I was gonna lose a job. Mm. And I knew the people in the job before I got hired. I knew where my desk was going to be. I knew when I was going to, like, I knew where to sit. I knew the girl's name behind me. It was very interesting. These types of things were happening. That started happening in my teenage years. And um, I would have spiritual encounters sometimes in my teenage years. I think that's when um, I started to know that 
there was more than women's intuition in my mm. family. Um, and my family is, my, the women in my family t tend to be very highly intuitive. Like we know things about each other that's very strange. Like we'll almost know exactly when somebody needs to be talked to, like mm. if they need help. Or um, even sometimes, I've even had this with a customer. I messaged them and said, hey, did you have this or that? And they're like, oh, I was thinking about actually giving that to so-and-so. <laughs> I've had this happen on Instagram even. Like I've messaged someone three days or four days after I've seen them at a fair. And they're like, that's so weird that you messaged me about that. I was just thinking about that item. You know, it's like little things like that, mm -hmm. you know. Uh, so I, I think I've always knew but I was kind of in denial until my teenage years. I kind of started to get it, but um, I became more comfortable with it in my, I would say my twenties or thirties, I became stronger in it. Um, I think meeting in LA, being here and going through the course that we went through with Naha really opened that up as far as like understanding how to control that and work with it and make it more of a ritual practice type of thing. Um, yeah, she offers, she, she offers her teachings in a way for you not to just be like, oh, this, everything is like yeah. so magical and amazing to yeah. being like, this is how you can really use this information and right. this is how you can use it for everything, for right. balancing your energy, for creating, creating what it is that you're trying to create in your life or making pathways and yeah, her, yeah. the way that she Toning it down and making it more yeah. grounded and natural and not like just things just coming out of nowhere kind of thing, you know, more toned down and you can, you can really hone in on what you want to bring in kind of deal, you yeah. know? But still, there's moments where I'll, like, I'll ping a customer and I don't mean to. And they're like, <laughs> <laughs> then they're like, this is why I'm buying from her. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I was, so if that happens, you know, it wasn't on purpose, I promise. <laughs> sometimes I'm just like, hey. <laughs> sometimes I get that little like nudge, like, hey, there's like this thing came in my head, you know. Um, it's funny like that. Or I even get that with my friends, too. Like, nah, even. Sometimes I'll message her and she's like, so funny. I was just thinking and same with you. Like there's times I'll message you and I'm like, Jamie, you're like, yeah, there's this thing. So <laughs> we're so connected that group of us though. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Once you do, um, yeah. Once you practice magic with people, um, the learning, the meditating, the practicing, like all of that together, kind of you're vibrating at a similar frequency and you yeah. have these experiences um, where you're connected to each other. So yeah, I love that. We were talking about our group in my interview with her. Yeah, we were talking about our group that studied together and how magical and special that was for all of us. You know what was awesome? So what's awesome about that? That I do have to share how I found her because it's almost like it's like the story, you know, it's funny. It's, it's said all the time, like when the student is ready, the teacher appears. Mm -hmm. I could not remember her. Like I knew her name. I could not find her. It was like, she disappeared. I'd been to one meditation with Naha 
And for two years, I kept looking at the classes at the house and I could not find her. I kept finding Maja, who is equally magical, but she was not my teacher. Mm-hmm. And I knew she wasn't my teacher and I love Maja, she's amazing, but she wasn't my teacher and I knew that. And I kept showing up at the wrong time and I kept not finding Naha and I kept like getting so confused, like what is going on? And then all of a sudden it just happened, like bam, found her. And then it all connected, like all at the right time. And it happened to be like with the right magical people. And then that was that, you know, like how that all happened. So it was funny. That's so interesting because for me, I thought I was taking Maja's class. (laughs) Um, I have a similar thing. She's totally amazing. And she's not necessarily my teacher. I've been to like a couple of her, um, uh, her, her classes or her transmissions. And I was just. I was super uninspired and I was just like looking for, um, I was looking for inspiration and I was like, okay, well, Maja knows her shit. So I'm just going to like go to her class. And, um, but I didn't really remember her name. And so I found Naha and I was like, well, this seems similar. So then, you know, I just ended up in, in Naha's class. And then obviously immediately I was like, okay, this is not the same woman. And like, whoa. Yeah, and it was just like this activation of like all of us kind of showing up with her just right around the same period of time, all of us. There was a couple girls that had been there um, taking some of her classes a little bit longer than me, Yeah, um, but we just kind of like all showed up at this time, and then all of these courses were built around the group of us being there, and so yeah. It's so funny, yeah. yeah. Well, and then, so what's the, you know this, but the work that I'm doing with women is um, really empowering them, women who feel like they have a message and they have a business that they want together to put together. I am really encouraging and empowering women to make that, to take that leap and make that decision and put their focus into their sacred purpose and their message and create a business around it so that they can really move forward with their magic. And what happened with um, most of us that were in that group together with Naha, it was like we were just all at that point where we just needed all different bits of information and that energy all kind of like activated us all at the same time and we all, just our businesses were born out of it. Yeah. Um, and all of us are doing something totally different. I'm going to have like many of the sisters on the show, obviously. Yeah. Um, but everybody's doing totally different things. So it's also really cool because we show up for what each other is doing. So, you know, I'm t- I, I do moon circles and I do moon circles online also. And then I also, in my programs, so in one of my recent programs, um, Priestess of Pentacles, which what that is, is it's a foundational program for magical women that are creating their business and how they can set all that stuff up. Part of the experience is also learning ritual and whether they need to be taught it or not, we are doing ritual in laying the foundation and we use all of your products. Now you've taken all of your education and you are applying it directly into physical manifested magical products. Yes. You have some of your products here to share with us. So I'm going to let you take over there and just tell us about, tell us why you were inspired to do that. So the, um, so there's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of different parts of study that I've done. Um, with the, the study that I've had before magical practice with Naha and 22 teachings, 
there's been some herbalism. There's been a lot of perfumery background that I have. And with that comes the knowledge of incense and resins. And a lot of people don't realize those two are very connected. And the reason is, is because they're actually, um, they come together. The anointing and oils are very much the same as perfumery. They're the same industry, just through the ages they changed. You know, in the beginning of time, the oils that were used in anointing eventually became perfumes. Um, and a lot of times natural perfumers will use incense and they're macerated and then put into oils and that becomes a natural perfume. It's obviously distilled differently and it becomes something else. So they, they're actually, they coincide. Um, and to me that became like a key important ingredient for a magician, especially because we have magicians tables that we go through, you know, and that's something that, um, when you're studying the, the magician's tables, you see the correspondences, every sphere, everything that we work with, every planet has a correspondence and all of those have sense. So all of those things have a connection to our memory. They bring us a connection to the planets and the worlds that we can create in and we can work in. And so that can bring us a connection into that type of magic. And so for me, it became more of a, well, if I can, I have a connection to olfactory. That's something that I've always been connected to. It's something that I have a love for. And I felt that through meditation, if you can connect with, with your scent, you can also connect through your mind. Mm -hmm. And it's just another way, another pathway of working. And it helps get you there in a sense. And so that's really my mode of working is kind of, you know, working in the physical and spiritual, like going back and forth between the two because they're connected to me. And they kind of, I think that scent can take you there faster. And it can True. also pull you out. Mm -hmm. It can pull you mm -hmm. in and out. So it's important to have um, something that can bring you in and out and, and ground you, but also take you higher. You know, you have to have those ups and downs to like get you in and out of those planetal spheres. If you need the assistance, not everyone does, but for me, I love it. You know, that's, that's the thing that kicks me off in magic, you know, mm -hmm. <laughs> to, mm -hmm. to say the least, you know? And so I think that um, it's an emotional thing too, you know, like it kind of, it's a balancer and it can kind of, um, it can change the way magic works for you. And so that's where my passion for it came. And it's um, also something I've been always told because I, I, since I was younger, I've always mixed scents. I've never worn the same thing. I've always like had mm -hmm. different scents. Like even when I didn't make perfume, I used to mix other people's perfumes because I didn't like, what was in the mm -hmm. bottle. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so I don't, people be like, what are you wearing? What are you wearing? And I'm like, well, I really don't know anymore. <laughs> Cause it's like, it's like five different things, you know? <laughs> um, and so then that's when I realized that I shot, I should probably take a shot at like learning what to do and how to change that, you know, like how to make it my own. Um, and yeah. so I'm having an experience right now. So we, were, we were doing. I'm uh, actually like, I missed that sense. Yeah. I need to start burning that again. <laughs> we went from the dragon's blood, which was um, like very intense. And then it 
I mean, it did its job. It smoked up the whole room and yeah. just really like it gave us a good protective space to work in. And then um, this is part of my collection of, of alchemy products. And this is the Inanna. This is not just incense, is this Kifi? So this starts out like Kifi. It does go through the process like Kifi. It does. So it goes through weeks of work. It's, um, so it does go through the process of sitting and steeping in honey. And then it sits and steeps in wine. And then it gets cooked. And then it gets added more ingredients like pines and nuts and all of that. And then flowers. It, wow. And then it gets cooked again. Yeah, it's one of those that it's like a labor of love. And, and that's sometimes, you know, I mean, it always is a labor of love. But this one is like really, um, it's, it takes a lot of work. But it's worth it. It's like a, it's kind of a play on Kifi, but with more of a Babylonian connection. Hmm. So it's, it's named after Inanna, which is the goddess of um, Sumeria. And the reason that it's named after her is because um, the connection that I had gotten at the time was during the eclipse season last year. Mm -hmm. And it was like, we, were, we kept going in and out of like this darkness and light phase. And she is the goddess of, she's encompassing all. Like she's not dark, she's not light, she's, she's been, She's been the goddess of the heavens, but she's also gone to the underworld and she's come back again. She's like broke her chains and she is just fierce. Like she really is, she's seen it all. She's done it all. She's gone to hell and come back. And she's just like, I'm taking my life back. Like she, they, she, her whole story is that she was supposed to be stuck there and switched her place with her husband. <laughs> her story is very interesting um there's different interpretations but the truth of it is is that you know she's the eight-pointed star she's the venus star point and so she she is the full encompass and embodiment of the full goddess and she's not she's not incomplete she's whole so she doesn't uh she doesn't bow to anyone you know and that's, that's what I loved about her. And that's what I got from it. And so she has all the floral. She has all the headiness in her. So she's got like deep fragrance in her. Like um, there's labdanum in it. There's, oh, I love labdanum. Yeah, it's yeah. one of my favorites. And there's also, there is some kifi notes in there. There is some cypress and some pine, but there's some frankincense and myrrh. But there's also all of the floral. So there's um, jasmine, there's rose. And... There is also, there's red and pink roses in there because she had to have both. And there's also, there's two types of frankincense. It was, it was very deep and intense with her. And there was also dragon's blood added in there because she had to have a full bodied aroma. And I think you feel it when you, mm -hmm. I mean, it's like this, it is a very floral, but strong floral. Mm -hmm. It's not a, it's not a, it's, no, it's not very like it's yeah, not it's aired not up here. Very yeah. at all. Yeah, it's, um, it's very, it's very grounding and rooted with all of this yeah. beautiful. You know, and, and I burn her. At, I burn this at my women's circles. They call yeah. her in and I burn this. Yeah. yeah, she's a very strong, strong goddess, and I think that yeah, you have to be. Um, and sometimes you need that. You know, like I think she's somebody that a lot of women should feel her 
you know, and, and embrace her because she hasn't been um, embraced in a long time. And she, I don't think that um, her story is told enough or read enough, you know, so that when I was um, reading about her was during the eclipses. I'm not going to remember the name of the book. Was it, um, it's, it, there's a book called Inanna. Oh, goodness. Yeah, there's yeah. a book. Um, okay, so I will uh, figure out the name of that book. Yeah, and I'll put it in the show notes. Yes. Um, but it's Inanna, Goddess of Something. And it's this book that is um, that women are reading right now. And it's supposed to be super awesome. And so I thought that might be the book. No, no, no. But, yeah. Queen of the Heavens. It might be Inanna, Queen of, it's Queen of the Heavens. Be, it's something like that. There's also another, there's another thing that's in, that would be interesting to go with that. Um, it's astrology-wise. It's um, the Venus star point. Okay, write that down. Um, that was another thing that I was looking into at the time that I was making this incense. I cannot remember that author's name either at the moment. Sorry, guys. I'm a bit... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. We'll get it. We'll put it in the show notes. right now, but yeah. we'll put it in the show notes. Um, it is also a really cool take on astrology about where Venus is in your star map when you're born. And it's a one astrologer's take, and it, it's a whole reading about where Venus is when you're born having to do with your soul journey, like what your life purpose is. Mm-hmm. It's very interesting. Very eye-opening. Yeah. 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 Totally interested in reading that. Okay, so okay, yeah, so tell us about what you yes, what you have. <laughs> so um, the newest thing that I've come out with, and it's actually not new, it's something that I've been using for a long time, but it's a new release, is the frankincense anointing oil. And it's something that is very dear to me. I love it. It's um, something that I actually was able to help a family member with recently. She just posted it. She, I didn't expect her to. She responded to one of my posts on Instagram. Um, this oil is something that is, even before biblical times, she, she references biblical because she is connected to that type of archetype. Um, but even 1200 BCE, this is something that's been used for healing and meditation and anointing. Um, frankincense, oleoresin, or anointing oil is something that you can use very similarly to dragon's blood. It's a solar oil. Some people would call it masculine, but solar can be whatever it is to you. It's a fire oil, and it's something that can bring protection and grounding, meditation, but it can also take you to other planes. It's, and it's a very magical oil. I did bring that for you, so you can use that and open it. <laughs> so that one is, is one of my favorites to use. It has been helping me and it's one of the, it's good for the new year because of the return of light has just happened. You know, we've, we had our lot and this one was charged under the meteor shower, under the full moon, under the actual, um, the longest day. Mm-hmm. So I made sure that I planned it so that I would get all the goodies. <laughs> I wanted to make sure that this one, when I brought it out for everyone, that the first batch would have all of that. Um, And the reason is because I love it so much. Um, It is a healer as well. It is good for the skin, but I brought it out as an anointing oil because that is initially what it 
what it has been brought out in the world as. Um, and what you use it for is you can, you can use it to intensify your candles. You can use it to intensify any magical working that you're using. You can use it for a healer. You can even use it for, um, even if you have dry skin, honestly. Frankincense has um, boswellic acids in it. This does, it's not, um, it's not a distillation that's gone through the process that removes the medicine. So it's actually done at a very low heat level so that all of the resinoids are still in there. And you can actually see it. Um, it's strained, but there's still, you can still see the resinoid viscosity at the bottom of the bottle, mm. a small amount mm -hmm. there. So it is strained, but you'll still see a tiny bit when you get your bottle, which is something that is important with, um, with these oils because you want to be able to be in touch with the plant at mm -hmm. this, with this type of magic. I appreciate that you do this work because this is not like, I am one of these people, like this is not the kind of work that I can do. I don't have the patience for it. I move way too fast. Like there's no way. And so for people like me who are still wanting to, to, to practice and still wanting to have like really authentic, pure product, um, this is, this is incredible. And it's really special. And this really gift. This is true magic. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it. Um, what do you say to people who, so what I will say about your things is that the aroma, the scent of your products is amazing. So, um, people would just come up to your booth. I've been, I've been with her at a booth before I've been reading tarot cards in her booth and people would just come, you know, from like far away from across the way. And they're like, I can smell your products. And they're just, you know, they're drawn over, they're magnetized over. And then, you know, half the time they don't really know what it is that they're really dealing with at all. It yeah. just smells amazing to them. And then they want to have it. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. It's interesting, right? Cause, um, there's a lot of stuff, right? There's a lot of things out there. A lot of options when you go out and you're in the world and you're shopping and you, you don't know what's what and, and there's so many things out there to purchase and so it's it's like uh, it's interesting when you're vending because it's I can't really put a sign that says what I do you know like <laughs> I can't really be like magical wares because that just sounds like snake oil you know like I can't really be like you know I'm I just I hope that the right people who want it find me, you know, and I, I don't want to be, um, I don't want to be like, say something that might offend someone or anything like that. Cause some people are not wanting to buy magical wares, you know, but honestly, the products are good for anyone. I mean, it's not anything that's going to harm anyone. I'm not putting things out there to, that would be bad for your skin or bad for you. You know, resin, resin, resinous oils are good for you whether you are using them for magical intention or not. Frankincense oil is actually a skin healer. It's good for chapped skin. It's actually, it can tighten, um, sorry, it can tighten wrinkled skin, especially if it's in an olive oil base and your skin can handle that. I also offer it in coconut oil now hmm. because some people prefer that. Um, olive oil is traditional and that's because olive oil is considered the original oils that they would have used at the time. But 
a lot of times we now are more sensitive to things and we use different types of oils because our body doesn't intake the same things that we used to. So coconut oil is lighter and that's what people like. So I, I started offering that as well. Hmm. Um, just because, yeah, that's you know, cool. yeah. Um, so that's going to be an option that'll be more frequent. Um, but that's something that, you know, as time goes on, that'll probably be more of an option in the future for more oils. Um, do people come into your tent and then ask for um, something specific, like magical-wise? Are they like, say, um, it's the new year, right? Yeah. And people are wanting to like do some sort of magic or create something for the new year. Somebody yes. who's maybe already a magical practitioner is going to know what it is that they're looking for, and they don't need to have, like ask you questions. But yeah. do, you, uh, do you feel like you educate people? I feel like there's education that comes along with yeah. somebody just like seeing your product, products and, been like, and being like, what is this? Yeah, yeah. You know, my favorite was at the L.A. County Fair, this one woman comes up to me, and she was like cruising by, and she goes, she reversed. She was in a like scooter, and she's, <laughs> like, she's like, are you a witch? And, and like real inconspicuous, like trying to be inconspicuous. And I was just like, I was, I kind of looked at her and I, I, I was just like, I, I'm, I don't identify as one, but I'm not offended if that's what you were thinking. <laughs> I'm like, and she's like, oh, cause I'm a witch. And I'm like, okay. I'm like, that's cool. And I'm like, if you like magical things, they're here. <laughs> you know, like if that's what you were asking. <laughs> and she was like, I, she goes, I've never seen anything like this at a place like this. And I'm like, I'm glad that you noticed. And she's like, yeah, I'm like, I'm honored. And she's like, this is really cool. I'm like, thank you. I'm like, that was, that made me happy because, so just to put that out there, I am not um, identifying as a witch. That doesn't mean that I'm not a witch. It means that I have not yet come to terms with whether I am or not, <laughs> just to put that out there. I have many magical friends that are witches and I have nothing. Yes. Right there. And I will say that I have sister witches because I do feel like my witch friends are my sisters. Yeah. You know, so, um, and I don't necessarily have a name yet as far as like, I'm just a magical practitioner for myself, mm -hmm. you know, and magician, wizard, those types of things sometimes are interchangeable to me. And sometimes I'm a witch cause I get witchy. Yeah, you know, I have witchy stuff. You yeah. know, like I do have yes, like, do. yeah, I have very witchy stuff. Like this is very witchy, and it's um, it's a limited edition item. I had um, I haven't brought it back yet. It's not going to come back until Sawen because it is a Sawen blend, um, and that's specifically what it's for. Oh, it is. Yeah, yeah, that on there. Yeah, it says Sawen, and it's literally that's what's on the label. It's got a little cauldron and everything, and that's. It's a bath oil, and it's specifically for that time of year. Um, I might have something similar to it come out because I have heard that people really loved it. Um, oh, this is amazing. Like, I don't think we can even do it justice, like trying to use this camera, but this, there's herbs inside, and this is beautiful. You can smell it if you like. Okay. Wow. I mean, this is the... This is the experience that we have when we are uh, sampling. Yeah. Wow. 
wow, this is also very nostalgic. This is reminding me of something. And that's what wow. I love about scent. That's what I love about scent is <sighs> the memory. I, this is remind something <laughs> about like my Scorpio grandmother, something about when I was younger. Wow. That's the awesome part about memory. And so scent, that's what's awesome about scent. And that's the magic of it is that whether it's that yeah. bottle or one bottle or it can take you somewhere. Yeah. And it's a different thing when you have that connection with a scent. And it, and it might not even be my scent. It could be someone else's scent that you find. But we have a memory gland, the olfactory bulb, that is our oldest form of memory. It is something that we'll always have. Um, that will bring us back to a place. And when you find those scents, those are very important to you because they can take you to places that you couldn't otherwise get to without it. And not everyone has them, right? But when you do have that ability to get there, it's a very special thing. It's mm -hmm. a nice feeling. It's very comforting. And so I think that's the other thing too, is that um, one of the things that's part of my my connection to that is that that feeling of, having that ability to comfort someone. Mm -hmm. So when I hear that from someone, it's, it's a nice feeling to know that somebody has that feeling. Whether it takes you to a planet, whether it takes you to grandma, mm -hmm. you know, whether it takes you wherever it takes you, as long as you're not like really offended. Because if you're offended, I don't want you to be there. <laughs> and I'll, I'll make something to get you out of there. You know, <laughs> you know or, or get you somewhere else, you know. But that's, that's what, um, that's what, what scent can do for people though. Yeah. It's really healing. It can be. And it, and it has been used medicinally too. That's the other part about scent. It has been used by shamans. It has been used by medicine people. It has been used for centuries, even before we had medicine, before we even had, um, what is it? Uh, antimicrobial bacterials. We were burning rosemary. We were burning lavender to get rid of infections mm. we were burning incense to get rid of sickness in the air so that's those are the ways that we were taking care of ourselves from the beginning of time through scent um and the other thing that i also brought i did bring some other stuff so um one of the things that i also do is i do make let's see we'll talk about candles i guess okay I haven't brought the cauldron candles, which is... Well, well, we can talk about those. Okay. So she was saying about the witchy things. I do get witchy things from her, so you can <laughs> see that this is a little cauldron. Um, and I really like to buy these for people, and they come in the ritual training in the Priestess of Pentacles box. Um, this comes with a candle inside of it. So she'll pour a candle inside, and then... Anyway, you burn the candle, and when you're done, you have this cauldron. Now, this is something that is so useful, and I have them in different sizes, but just look at how small this is, and look that it has a handle, and it can um, maneuver back and forth like this. So this is an excellent way for burning incense and resin incense, just like that Inanna incense that we were just talking about. And you can put the charcoal in here, and then you can put the resin on top, and you can walk around your entire house. You can walk around your circle, you can, of course, just like have it sit someplace, but if you're using it to cleanse your house, it's so great to just walk around with this. And so many people are intimidated to buy something like this. Yeah. Somebody that is just like, well, I don't want people to think I'm a witch or, you know, there's those of us that are like, yes, 
I'm a witch and I want everybody <laughs> to know. Yeah. And there's other people that maybe they're like closet witches or they just, they're, that stuff is scary to them because of how they've been trained growing up with religion or whatever. Yeah. And so this is really scary for them to buy something like this. They were like, I'm not, I don't, I, I'm not trying to do anything bad to someone or witchcraft or whatever. And it's just like, it's just a tool. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you, you sell, put a candle they, in they're it. so cute too. And she'll have them. They'll be like with green or purple wax. Um, yeah. I think I have like four or five of them. <laughs> I have one in my car. Like, I have them for all purposes. Yeah. I have a ton of them, too. Yeah. <laughs> it's, yeah, it, you put a candle in it, and it's interesting how it, that changes. I yeah. noticed. Like, it changes the fear yeah. of it. And I, um, I did start making another kit for people that are afraid of, still afraid of it. But I feel like adding a candle to it really changes the dynamic of the cauldron. Because it's not really, I mean, it's a kettle. You know, it's a kettle, it's a cauldron. I mean, honestly, I've used cauldrons since the beginning of my incense, you know, usage. So it's not really, a, it's not scary to me. But yeah, you put a candle in it and it's not even scary anymore. It's like, it's cute. It's the cutest thing ever and everybody's <laughs> yeah. all happy about it. Yeah. You know, like I've had so many people come up to my booth and be like, that is the cutest thing. And they're like sold, yeah. you know, and they're like Those ready to give it to their like teenage that. daughter. And yeah. Like, yeah. And it's awesome because that, you know, it, it breaks the barrier of that, you know, it kind of breaks that down, which is cool. Um, I don't know what this is exactly. You're going to talk about it, but it's like, you know, she has these candles that come like this that are just, you know, normal looking candles for people that are incredible and they have this incredible scent. But for somebody like me, I walk up to a booth and you have this candle and you have this, I'm totally going for this. <laughs> yeah. So... I also love that aspect of the work that you do too. They're all these like little yeah, magical items. <laughs> <laughs> so what else do you have to share with us? So I also have, let's see, I have my, um, I also have soaps that I make. These are, so this is my Victorian inspired <laughs> soap. I don't know if you get, it'll show up. I didn't bring, I should have brought the black ones, but they're like a, little hand soap. That one has actual frankincense resin in it. Frankincense and rose. Yeah, that's the frankincense and rose one. You know, I feel really safe using your products. I have lots of allergies. My skin is super sensitive. And when the very first time that she gave me soap, I had to, of course, like quiz her on all of the ingredients. And I know now, um, how careful she is about the ingredients that she uses. And she's obviously very knowledgeable about where everything is coming from and the properties and all of that. But your bath bombs, your soaps, I have had, I haven't had any problems with any of them. I feel totally safe, like getting into a bath with one of your bath bombs or um, using your soaps. Yeah. Um, and also, well, and then also some like super nourishing products. Like I have stuff that I put on my, under my eyes and I have like super healing uh, the golden healer that I put all over my face. And so oh. I also appreciate it. It's like, it's not just a magical product. It's not just like a beautifully scented product. Like I can deeply inhale this and not be afraid of like, what am I inhaling? Yeah. Um, because I know that your products are safe. Yeah. And I appreciate that. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. The only thing that, um, 
so most of my products are essential oil or absolute or co2 the only thing that i will say is not is going to be the candles and that's because a lot of people don't know this candles are not meant to be essential oils if you do your research essential oils are volatile they're flammable you can actually blow up a candle with essential oils insurance companies will not insure you if you're a business and you burn essential oils in your candles i say this because a lot of people are making um, claims of pure candles with essential oils and i say this with confidence because i have done my research as a maker who has a business who wants to be protected i don't make candles with only essential oils because there are essential oils like lemon that is very volatile. If you burn lemon, it can be bad for you. Lemon is safe to have in a diffuser. It's not safe in a flame. Mm. These are things that um, you learn over time. They're things that you learn when you research. There are certain things that can be burned. There are certain things that cannot be burned. Essential oils are amazing. Don't get me wrong. There's a lot of studies on essential oils and their health benefits, and they are amazing, but there are ways to use them, and there are ways that they can't be used. In some ways, some of them can be burned, but a lot of them cannot be. And a lot of them, when they are burned, are actually worse for you than they are diffused. Mm. So um, the fragrance oils that I use are phthalate-free, which is the best way that you can have a candle be safe for you so that is one thing that um there are some essential oils in those fragrances those are ones that have been tested to be safe that are not flammable i want people to know that because i want to have clarity with people so they know what's used fragrance fragrance oils essential oils absolutes those things can be used in candles but they have to be non-flammable so everything that i purchase for my candles have been tested to be safe for burning and also if you want to know more about that you can look up um, essential oils and look up ifra standards for candle burning and fragrance usage those types of things are what people should be researching about candles before they get into candle making it's very important yeah people just kind of make whatever nowadays and yeah. Don't do the research and just put it out there and sell it and have no idea. Yeah. And I mean, I'm not, I'm not bashing anyone. I'm just trying to be honest, like what goes into a candle because I've been reading a lot of weird things lately and I'm like, I, and I honestly, I don't want to be like, here's a lemon essential oil candle and you know, yeah, I appreciate that information. Thank you yeah. for sharing that. Yeah. So if you, um, and there is an option on my website if you want a candle that is unscented it's available you know and um my candles that are scented it'll tell you if there's um what scents are in there but they're all phthalate free what phthalates are those are what causes what everybody's afraid of cancer mm. and a lot of um what's going into the industry standards now in is um every fragrance has a level of usage that's required by the International Fragrance um, Association. It's not just the U.S. It's all internationally required amounts that are used. Now, some people use that for perfumes. I don't use that for perfumes because I don't use 
Um, I don't use fragrance oils for perfumes. I use essential oils, absolutes, and CO2s, which are for natural perfumery. They're different. I do use those standards, but I use them for natural ingredients. I don't use the same candle stuff because candle stuff is not the same. Some people do. It's not, I don't feel like that's co like the right thing to, to support. Mm -hmm. But um, IFRA, if you want to look up that stuff, yeah, I think that would be you. a good resource. Yeah, that's helpful. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Um, so do you have anything else that you're sharing with us? Oh, yeah. Let's see. Um, I think people might want to look at this. I don't think I brought um, the difference between dragon's blood. If you want to put this. I think I have any, but I don't in big chunks. Here. But it's kind of fun to look at. This is the medieval dragon's blood. Right here. The stuff that smoked us out earlier. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but to be fair, we did have a big, huge nugget of it. I will say that from my experience, it's more camphorous. It's a lot stronger um, than what we normally use uh, as far as what you're going to find in most shops. And I won't say that no shop in L.A. has this. It's just not something I've seen in the shops in L.A. Um, but it's more camperous. It smells more medicinal. It's not as aromatic as the stuff that you mostly smell, like what we usually get at spiritual shops. Yeah, it's different. Completely mm -hmm. different. And too. it looks different, too. It's yeah. beautiful. It's a darker red. Yeah. Um, yeah. But um, for me, I would personally use this mostly for medicinal usage. Like, definitely... When I use it, I use it to make oils and inks, and I, I will add a pinch here or there to my incenses that I make, um, but I do burn the golden seal a lot more, mm. and this one I'll add a little bit, you know, like just a pinch, because it's literally a little bit is needed. Yeah, I just experienced that. Yeah. <laughs> it's like super strong. Yeah. Yeah. And then the other thing that I have, um, I do make some Victorian reproduction jewelry. I have a huge collection. I have not um, casted all of them. But I have a few or a couple that I brought today, if you want to show that. They're, um, these are reproductions of my own personal collection. So each piece that I have is a piece that I actually own personally. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, I own the original, too. And the reason that I started doing that is because I know that the originals, they cost quite a bit, and they're hard to get a hold of. You know, um, not, not to say that there's not others out there that are similar or maybe even exact, but some of them are very hard to find. And some people, the asking price that they want for these pieces are anywhere from $50 to over $150 for one. So I felt like that was quite pricey. And I thought, you know, it might be nice to share them because a lot of people are also not selling them. And some of them are hard to find. So I started sharing them because I had a passion for them. I don't know how long I'll continue making them, but it's something that I share. 
And then the candles, um, those I do um, as kind of like an art form to me. It's fun to make them. Some of them are uh, magically connected. Others are specifically art. Like there's a, um, there's one candle that's a cauldron candle that's the Nevermore candle. And it is, um, it's got like the raven's skull in it. Mm-hmm. And like, a, it's basically an Edgar Allan Poe candle, which is pretty cool. Um, this one in particular is actually a new one. I don't know if you have smelled this one. Did you want to smell it? I would love to smell it. It's please. It's a, um, it's actually new. It's called the White Swan. Wow. And it's, it's actually based on an alchemical process. And it's, um, ooh, <laughs> you could eat it. So this one is new. It's um, vanilla, tuberose, and charcoal. Wow. And that is connected. So the white swan is a process in alchemy that is essentially the process of dissolution. And it's, it's like the second phase. So I made a candle called Memoriam, and that candle has a graveyard that's stacked on top of it. And it's kind of like one of the first phases of alchemy, spiritual alchemy. Um, they call it meeting the black crow, and it's part of, it's kind of like the phase of, that you go through where you kind of go through the spiritual phase of, of death. It's, it's the dissolving, the beginning phases of dissolving the ego. ego. And the white swan is dissolution. And what she means, or what that process is, is in the crucible or in the flask. And what the flask would look like is kind of like this bottle. So at the bottom of the bottle would be like all of the matter of everything that was happening. Like the, imagine everything is under fire and the matter is separated. And at, at the top is like these little crystals that have formed from all of the heat in the crucible or inside the flask. And those little white things that form or the crystals that form, the alchemists, they call it the white swan. And what that is is separation. And so that is the, um, that's what they call the white swan. And so it's like the first part of the process of the separation of the, of the mm-hmm. self, you know? Mm-hmm. And that's what the candle is. It's an art representation of the white swan. That's beautiful. Yeah. Aww. That's really beautiful. And it smells amazing. Like, I'm not kidding you guys. Um, <laughs> her products are amazing. So tell us how to find you. So if you yeah. go to ofalchemy.com, you'll find my website. You'll find my candles, my oils. You'll find, um, you'll actually find some resins that are in stock. I have a lot of them that are not online yet that will be online soon. She makes all of her products herself. I do. Yep. Yes, I do. I make everything myself. The labels, everything. So um, a, lot of, a lot of things that I do have to do with bringing a little bit of history too. Like what, I, what I'm known for as well as bringing um, some old images back in. So I will take recognizable imagery and renew it. You know, so it's... Um, it's if you look at my labels, like they're old apothecary labels. I don't know if that is showing up here, but you can see that. And they'll have like old alchemical script on there. 
Um, and that's yeah, kind of just to ensure that, you know, give you a connection to modern day, but a little bit to the past as well. It's like a nod to who we are, where we are, um, but also a little bit of the history of the things that I've studied and, and hopefully the things that you connect to, if that's something that you're into. Well, I appreciate that. You know, there's a lot of, um, not this type of, not this type of work, but there's a lot of stuff and magical tools, um, surface things that are available, you know, all over the place, all kinds of spiritual stores and magical shops and, and all of this. And, you know, you might just get like a bottle with just some like very like new age type of label on it. Um, and to me kind of takes some of the magic out of it. There's no, I don't know. It just looks like something I could just buy at the drugstore. Um, you know, like yeah. the grocery store or something like that. So I, I love it. I appreciate all of, all of the work, like all of the study, all of the time, all of the care that goes into what it is that you create. I appreciate being able to have like true magical items that I can use for my own practice that I can offer to my clients and that I can give to my friends or my magical friends and even some of my non-magical friends. You know, you guys know you get them. <laughs> you get those. Um, so I just, I love you so much and I appreciate what you do so much. And I'm so happy to have you come here and so I can share your work with everyone listening and watching. Thank you. And I will put all of your information in the show notes. She's also on Instagram of Alchemy. So I will put all the ways that you can be found in the show notes. Thank you. Thank You're you. welcome. I love you too. Yeah. I appreciate you. Yeah. And, um, with that, we're closing out 2018. Yeah, Happy have, New Year. Yeah, Happy Gregorian New Year. Uh-huh, exactly. <laughs> but it's always a good time to celebrate the, yeah. the new. And so... Um, Definitely, yeah. Yeah. Especially so, with groups, you know, like yeah. anywhere where everyone's celebrating, that's yeah. where the magic is, you know? Well, I, I have a circle to go to awesome. tonight, yeah. And so, blessings and Happy New Year, and we'll see you all again soon. 